Justin Fields, in my opinion, is set to have a breakout season in 2023. I'm going to tell you the reasons why and how the team has helped give him a platform to really jump off from. We're going to talk about that. Some Chicago Bears players that may be playing their last year in Chicago this season and why a difficult stretch in the middle of the season is going to be is going to tell the story for the Chicago Bears season. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. If you want to follow me right off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform that we're on. But let's go ahead and jump into the content for today, right? The, the Bears schedule was released. We had a release party, and it's been all the talk right now about, like, how that helps the Chicago Bears. Me and C-Dub and Bobby even did a live stream and where we talked about how the Carolina Panther schedule and what that says for the Bears and where that draft pick is going to sit for the team next season. But more importantly than all that, the Bears schedule is going to be important for them for a couple of different reasons, right? The Bears start off the season in a pretty, not necessarily easy schedule, but a pretty soft schedule the first five weeks. But after week five against the Washington Commanders, it picks up big time for the Chicago Bears. They have a difficult seven games in a row in which they're playing, I think, four out of five in a row on the road. And how the Bears really come together over that that stretch is going to maybe tell the story of the whole season, right? And you cannot overlook that and how how important that is for a young team that's really trying to find their chemistry and come together. Um, and, and what that means when you look at the Bears, you know, uh, starting with home games against the Minnesota Vikings and Los Angeles, uh, Las, Las Vegas Raiders in that time period. Right. And the fact that those are two teams that are still going to be competing. The Minnesota Timberwolves have even said Timberwolves, the Minnesota Vikings have even said that they are competitively rebuilding, meaning that they aren't tanking by any stretch of the imagination. They aren't trying to lose football games. They're going to be playing. And while the Raiders are also going some changes on that franchise as well. They still shape up to be a pretty damn good team as well. So you cannot overlook that in those two home games for the Chicago Bears. But after that, we hit the road for Sunday night football uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers. And that is going to be a difficult game. Then when you look at the week after that, we face the New Orleans Saints, which is going to be a difficult game as well. It does not get easy for the Chicago Bears in any stretch of the imagination in that. And then we face Detroit and Minnesota again. And Detroit, uh, uh, David Montgomery already, if you guys saw the video release, has already said that he, that's the matchup he's looking most forward to as against the Chicago Bears. So you cannot overlook that at all. Um, and right now, the Lions are the favorite as far as preseason to win the NFC North. So you cannot overlook those matchups for the Chicago Bears. Primetime games in that. It's going to test the Bears, like, just just how well they can come together. The coaches are going to be tested. That is one of the most important stretches for the Chicago Bears team of the whole season. And so, really looking forward to what that stretch looks like for the Bears. Didn't talk about every matchup in that time, but that's that's just, those are some matchups that may end up, like I said, telling the full story of the Chicago Bears season. But in looking at that as well, we have to look at, what is really going to tell the story and what people are going to look at, and that is the growth of Justin Fields. And I think Justin Fields is primed for a breakout year. And I know a lot of a lot of Bears fans think that, a lot of pundits think that they're going to be all eyes on Justin Fields. And one of the biggest reasons why I think he's primed for a breakout year is weapons. He has more weapons than what he's ever had in his NFL career. 
when you look at DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Tyler Scott and, and him showing up, Valius Jones, is he giving him anything? You have two great tight ends. Well, two really solid tight ends. One that could be a great tight end in Cole Komet and Robert Tanyan and just how you can use both of those guys in two tight end matchups. And then you also look at the running back room, right? We have an extremely solid running back room. When you look at uh, Kari Blassengame and what he did for the Chicago Bears in protecting Justin Fields, when you also add in the potential of a Roshan Johnson and the different ways that they can try to use him um, in that lineup to really get some interesting looks, then you look at the running back one and running back two that's that's currently slated in those positions in, in, in Khalil Herbert, and then you also bring in um, uh, Dante Foreman and what he Dante Foreman and what he could mean for the Chicago Bears and keeping up the three-headed potential monster that we have at the running back right position and how they all offer some different set uh, skills and how they could be utilized by Lou Getze, that's going to be huge. And when you look at also just Justin Fields' own personal growth, right, his own personal growth and not having to run for his life, I know that we didn't go out and get some of the players that, we, that the Bears fans have hoped for. But regardless of that, the pass protection is better for Justin Fields this season. And that it has to be a big reason as well as why he can use this season as a launching pad to really break out this NFL season. And, and I, when you look at the additions that they made, the depth that we also have on that offensive line now as well, and hopefully we can get, knock on wood, some health going for the Chicago Bears for the most part of the season on that offensive line as well, right? When you look at moving Tevin Jenkins to the left side, having him and Braxton Jones, bringing in Darnell Wright, right? What Nate Davis is going to mean to that team, moving Cody Whitehair back to that center position. Uh, Alex Leatherwood and what he can end up meaning. Doug Kramer, what we can end up getting from him if we if he ends up playing as well. I know a lot of a lot of there's were a lot of questions, rightfully so, around players like Leatherwood. But if you look at what he did his rookie season, he has the potential there, and that is why I think the Bears do have him on this roster. I think we're going to have a, an extremely better offensive line. Is it going to be perfect? No. Are we going to have our, our our mistakes? Yes. Is Justin Fields may still have a problem with pressure at times? Yes. But one thing I can guarantee going into this season is that we're not going to see Justin Fields sacked 50-plus times this season. I can guarantee that. And with the improvement from that, hopefully development from Justin Fields and being familiar with the system even more, right, having an additional year of that, having an offseason in which you have all your weapons in the building to start training camp, we're not making any big, well, we could still make it, but we're not waiting on any big offseason acquisitions to really bring things for the Chicago Bears. It, it, it all sets up Justin Fields to have a lot of growth this season. And also, let's also put it on the coaching staff in Luke Getze. Luke Getze and the, and the excuses to run a simplistic offense have all but been eliminated for the Chicago Bears. You got to go out and you got to give us something, right? You have to show us that what you showed us on some opening drives last season, you got to show us for full games now we need to see that from Luke Getze and this offense and also don't overlook the fact of an improved defense as well helping the Chicago Bears offense and being hopefully in better field position right those are all things that play a part in that as well when we're talking about growth from a team uh, and from a player that is our franchise quarterback the Bears did a good job of going out and improving the team in the ways that we needed improvement this season and that all could possibly set up Justin Fields to have the breakout season that us and many other people want to see from Justin Fields we know that it's in him right and we have to see him develop and how he's going to grow as a passer and how he's going to maybe use his ability to run to complement a more solid and consistent passing game from the Chicago Bears but I really do think that this season is a great season that is prime Justin Fields to be able to break out 
and, and, and on that national stage on top of that and get a, a little bit even more notice and to be a better overall quarterback for the Chicago Bears this season. Now, all right, but next up, we're going to talk about some Chicago Bears players that may be playing their last season in Chicago if things don't go right this season and one that needs to be playing his last season if he even makes the final roster this season at all. So first up, got to talk about Kendall Verdure, right? Kendall Verdure, because of the improvements that the Bears made in the secondary this offseason, because of the young players that they drafted, because Tyreek Stevenson is going to look like uh, like he's shaping up to be a beast. Um, we also know that Kyler Gordon is not going anywhere anytime soon. Kendall Verdure needs to be on his way out. And most of you guys know I am not a big Kendall Verdure fan at all by any stretch of the imagination. But I can't even say that Kendall Verdure shows some things at times. But the inconsistency around Kendall Verdure, the inability to tackle from Kendall Verdure, these things, I'm not even getting into like the lack of interceptions or anything like that. But when you just look at the young players that we brought in at that cornerback position, they, there's enough conversation already to say that they are higher skilled, have a higher ceiling, and have more potential than what Kendall Verdure has shown in his time in Chicago. I think, for one, Kendall Verdure may not even be on the opening night roster for the Chicago Bears when it's all said and done. He may be, but if he is, I don't expect him to play a lot. I think he's going to be usurped by Tyreek Stevenson and the other players as well, and he's just not going to get to play that many snaps. And I honestly think that's a better situation for Kendall Verdure than anyone else, right, than anything else. Kendall Verdure needs to go, in my opinion. And I hate really picking on players I don't like getting into that area quite often, but Kendall Verdure, for me, has just been terrible. I know not everyone shares that opinion, and that's fine. You don't have to share that opinion. I don't expect you to. But when I see Kendall Verdure, I see a player that just doesn't give you enough of any, anything in any one area that he deserves to stay on this team. So I personally think Kendall Verdure is, is on his way out. He has probably played his last season as a Chicago Bear. If, it's, if, it's not, if it wasn't last season, this season will definitely be the last season. Next up, Travis Gibson. And the reason why I have Travis Gibson on this list, yes, still a very young player, right? Has not necessarily had the defensive line last season to really maybe help his growth. The, the growth on that interior defensive line this season by bringing in a Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, and overall better depth in that interior defensive line as well, I think that it, it, it's, it could help Travis Gibson grow as a player substantially in the way that um, – but. So I, I, I think that Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson, to a certain degree, both have to show up this offseason with the improvement on that interior defensive line if they want to keep and continue to be Chicago Bears. I think Dominique uh, Robinson has a longer leash there. But Travis Gibson, I think if things don't shake out and he doesn't show substantial growth, he's, it's going to be his time to go. And that's because as a, even as a depth piece, we have probably better options there. And the Chicago Bears looking to maybe improve that edge even still in this offseason, I think the writing may be on the wall that Travis Gibson's time as a Chicago Bears player may be coming to an end. Next up is two big players here, and that's Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. And when you just look at the, the, the reality around both players, right, they're both up for contract extensions. And, and, you know, if they both don't show out, one or both of them could be gone when it's all said and done from the Chicago Bears roster. Now, for those that have been around the show since we started, you guys know I love Darnell Mooney, and putting him on this list does hurt me some, right? If you go back to, I think, the first ever episode of this podcast when we were talking about the excitement coming into last season when we first started this show, I thought that Darnell Mooney was primed for a breakout season and he was going to establish himself as a true number one. Now, things played into 
why that didn't happen between us not being a good passing team at all, not being able to keep our quarterback upright, not calling very many pass plays in general, being run heavy, a lot played into that. Injuries, a lot played into Darnell Mooney not having the season that some of us hoped and expected from him. But I think when you now look at it, having a true number one in DJ Moore, it puts even more of a spotlight on how Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney end up shaking out for this Chicago Bears roster. I think that they both have to show up and show out in many different ways to really show that they deserve to stay on this team and they deserve whatever contract's coming to them. So those are kind of players that I'm looking at and saying, hey, these are players that may not be back when this season ends, going from this season to next season, and we'll end up seeing where it goes. Now, other players could have absolutely be listed on this. Cody Whitehair is one as well. I already mentioned Dominique Robinson's name could be on there also. You can, there's other players that you can name, but those are the kind of the ones that I'm zeroing in on. If there are any players that you guys think should also be on the list of, te- of players that may not be retained at the end of this season by the Chicago Bears, please let me know down below. If you're on the podcast side, I'll let you know how to get that into us here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at uh, Shy Bear Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.